Hey, my sisters, it's your girl, Joy, Purpose and Cultural Strategies. Welcome to the show, Just Us Sisters. Let's get started with living out and growing into this thing we call womanhood. Hey, sis. Hi, I want to welcome each and every one of you to today's podcast episode of Just Us Sisters. My name is Joy Nichols. I am your host. And I am beyond excited as we have a guest here on today talking about her story. And she is, let me tell y'all, she's so accomplished. She's very down to earth. She's humble. You wouldn't even recognize it. She is just one of those girlfriends that you got that ends up becoming your sister friend. You feel like you're talking to a big sis all the time. And so she's an author. She is a relationship transitional coach. Let me tell you, that is something that is needed, that all of us need, okay? Because we've all been in some kind of body's relationship and we need help transitioning out of it or away from it, depending on the circumstance. No judgment. (laughs) And she is also a speaker and her full-time job, she helps women with making pregnancy decisions and she is a pregnancy decision coach. I want to introduce to some and uh, present to others my sister friend, Vernicia Yuri. How you doing, sis? Hello, hello. Hey. So, so you know, it's always fun talking to you. It, it really is. <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of each one of our mouths. I know. <laughs> never know. <laughs> so, you know, I want to talk to you today about, because you are a relationship transition coach, I figured it'd be fitting to talk about relationships with you. And you have a uniqueness about your how you go about coaching, in particular to women, than the average person would talk about with relationships and dating and setting up boundaries in that. So can you give us a little bit, just first of all, tell the folks a little bit about who you are and how you do things. And, you know, we'll go from there. Then we're going to dive deep into this relationship thing. Okay. Well, as Joy said, I'm Vernicia Yore. I am a relationship transition coach. And that means I help people recover from heartbreak and set healthy boundaries and dating so that they can reclaim their identity and their worth. The program is built off of my life. And this is something that I did trying to find love in all the wrong places, y'all, and trying to get my value and my worth from men. I didn't know that's what I was doing, but that's exactly what I was doing. And guess where it ended? It uh, landed me. Heartbreak after heartbreak. Moving on from relationships, but not healing from the inside out. And so I would get into another relationship and I would choose somebody that didn't match my values all over again because I was making up in my mind who he was and that didn't work because he was not that person. And so the relationship did not continue. So I'm still single. Hey, and that doesn't mean I'm perfect. I got a little bit of anxiety when it comes to dating and getting into relationships, Uh, but I'm working through that as well. And doing a little bit of online dating here or there, if you want to call it that I haven't been out with anybody. And I've get, been ghosted, but it's okay. I've been ghosted on video call. So if they don't answer on video call, we're not setting up a face-to-face, okay? okay? So the book that I wrote, Stepping Into Purity, the 12-step incubator program that is a group coaching program, 
all of that is based on my life story. And because I did the work with the Lord, then I can do the work with you. And so if you have, if you're hiding out and maybe you are looking overgrown and maybe you're not in a relationship and you think you're over them, but you got just a little bit of anxiety with when it talks, when it comes to dating other people, or maybe you're angry when somebody starts talking about relationships or the thought of that guy comes to mind or you see him or you hear about him and you all in your feelings about it, you are not healed yet. And I can help walk you through that process so that you can be good for another relationship. You know, that's what most people, most single people want to be in a relationship. We were built and created for community. And if marriage is your destination, then I would encourage you to make sure that you are healed and that you are whole. We got enough married people that are, their relationships are either not, not good and they're still married or their relationship ended. And uh, I want to be able to contribute to the marital society to increase that success and that longevity. Yes. I love how you talked about healing the brokenhearted and how you even, you know, marriage, you know, folks think like, oh, I'm married now and it's all good. But yeah. if you bring two broken people together and saying, I do, you're going to have an all bad problem and an issue. And so it's very critical that these things get addressed while you're single. So you ain't, you know, you're not being a bag lady, like Erica Badu said, you right. know, bag lady carrying all these bags. <laughs> And so I want to talk about, let's talk about what you said when you started dating, before you even came up with your program and before you became a coach and all these kind of things, what were some of the wrong things that you were doing in your dating? Partying, finding my security and identity in the guy. So when he wasn't around, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I was. I was distracted. All I could think about was him. I was consumed because there was something that I was feeding off of in him. But when he left, this was my first boyfriend. When he left after having, I, I was 15 when I got in that relationship, six and a half years later, he cheated. He left. We ended up parting ways after, you know, you know how you do with the residue. You're together, you talk, you might see each other. You think, oh, something's going to improve. And it didn't. And so after that, I realized, wow, I, I don't know who I am. And I don't feel safe anymore. And what am I going to do about that? So I went from guy to guy to guy, trying to find that same feeling, F-E-L-E-L-I-N-G, F-E-E-L-I-N-G, but also F-I-L-L-I-N-G, because he, he did. He filled me up in a way where I thought, oh, I'm beautiful and I'm wanted and desired when I'm with him. But then when I wasn't with him, I didn't feel like that again. And that was because it was counterfeit. It was counterfeit love. And I'm not saying he didn't think he loved me or I, I didn't love him. I'm just saying it wasn't something, it wasn't sustainable. A lot of people, especially women, we do that. Like I, I look back on just dating and stuff and some of the stuff you said, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Yep, that. And, and we do that because, I mean, gosh, it can stem from all kind of, kind of things. It can stem from mother wounds. It can stem from father wounds, daddy issue, you know, whatever the case is. But, and you can't go back and change how your upbringing was. But what you have control over is what you're choosing to do now. Yeah. And so 
for the woman that is is bouncing from relationship to relationship and that doesn't mean and, and ladies look, look sisters look let me tell y'all i'm not calling nobody out here a hoe i'm not saying that you know y'all you, and you might be and that's your business but you know there's no judgment here okay i want to let me yeah. do the disclaimer yeah. there's no judgment here because we all have been in a relationship where we feel like we are on cloud nine and that guy has made us feel like we are the only woman on this earth and the earth has bowed down and worshiped us, okay? And then when that person leaves or the relationship doesn't work, there's a void there that is empty. And so we jump, we go out searching for the next void filler. So, and, and you're saying in your story, that's kind of what you, that, that's what you did. You were out there searching for the void filler. And you said something that really, and this is what I realized. I realized every relationship has residue from it. Mm-hmm. And even though you might've broken up with the person and you could go years without talking to them, or seeing them, or you blocked them from your phone, or whatever the case is, there's still that residue. And I think that's what that residue calls out to us. It calls out to you, whether it's a song that comes on that y'all used to listen to or do it to, or, you know, or, and we have real conversations here, so we're just going to be talking, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that song that comes on and you look like, oh yeah, I remember when he, uh-huh, yeah. Or you go to a certain place and you, you know, you had that flashback, mm-hmm. or you run into somebody who, y'all kicked it with or used to be in a circle and they bring them oh, up yeah. or this one they might not bring it up but you be like hey so have you talked to such and such uh-huh <laughs> you know you know you try to low-key be like hey how's he doing oh, oh for real oh that's good he got a fan oh that's good that's nice i mean we've been yeah. there <laughs> yeah yeah we've all been there i i even have some girlfriends that come report back i had to start telling them jokers do not report back to me. I don't care what he's doing. I don't, that's not going to help my healing by hearing what he's doing. That's why I blocked him on social media. <laughs> so please do not come back telling me what he's doing, but you know. Oh yeah. The reporters, yeah. I forgot about them. The reporters, you know, the so. reporters, child. <laughs> so, you know, when, when that happens, because we all going to be in relationships at some point in our life, every, each and every person has dated or will date it, or will be getting back into the dating game. You know, how does somebody, because your program really deals about setting up boundaries and deals mm-hmm. with sexual purity mm-hmm. and really setting up a framework for the single woman really to deal with that. So let's talk about the boundaries that you have set forth in yourself and your personal life when it comes to dating and relationship mm-hmm. and, and, and that you have now and what was the difference between those boundaries that you had prior to okay that's good so what I have now I make sure that I'm not over committing or committing too soon to a guy emotionally I used to like the guy make up my mind I like the guy and then take him around and I want everybody else to like him but I really didn't even know him And so now when I meet somebody, I have, even if I like him, even if he's doing, he's doing some things that really connect with me, I am not going to commit to him emotionally by always being available, by, by giving him, giving more information that's needed at that point. I make sure that I try to, and I, I don't do this perfectly, but I try to set up some boundaries as far as how late I'm talking, how long I'm talking what I'm talking about, because sometimes we, we don't even have to be in each other's presence to, to get caught up. You know, I remember years ago, 
I got caught up in something. I talked to somebody for, I don't know, I feel like it was over a period of time, maybe a couple of months. Uh, I would talk to this guy. We would talk for hours late at night. And one night I found myself over his house at 1 a.m. Like, what the heck? And then there was a time where I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not having sex anymore. I'm not going to, you know, disappoint God. I'm going to, you know, I'm working at church with the youth. I got to be an example, but I spent too much time with him and, and we bonded over the phone and one night, and I can't even tell you what the trigger was because there are triggers, ladies. There are triggers. <laughs> there are triggers, men, if the men are listening, but there are triggers, right? There are different times of the month. You don't need to be saying nobody. And there, there are songs and atmospheres like that we don't need to be setting when we're with somebody. Sometimes you don't even need to take your shoes off. You get all comfortable and then you start putting your leg over him and, you know, all that stuff. So there are things that you, that I had to do and you will have to do to protect yourself from crossing over into the, the point of no return. So I try to remind myself, remember how you got caught up. Remember, don't forget. And it's not a place where I, where it's not as much fear that I'm driven by as much as it's wisdom that I'm driven by. I'm led by wisdom now. And I know me and I know my past. And there are some things that other people might be able to do, but I can't do those things. So I do try to limit my, my time. I try to get off the phone, you know, at a reasonable period of time. I try not to, you know, be talking to people too late at night or early in the morning before I have my own devotions and time with the Lord. I, I try to, I have an, an accountability partner. So last time, my last boyfriend, I would talk to one of my friends on my way from his house because we had date night twice a week. And one of those nights I was driving to his house, which was about 45 minutes away. And so I would talk to a friend, she could ask me anything. And sometimes I would tell her, you know, she'd say, how'd it go? And I would tell her. So the accountability partner is huge. Also, I used to say, I don't want to touch him in any unclean way. I had done that in the past. I don't want to do it this time. This is my brother in Christ. I don't want to be a stumbling block. We both want to honor God and we want to honor each other. And I don't, I'm going to, if we go to the altar, I'm going to go being able to say that we have no hanky panky, you know? And another thing that I did, like there were, you know, if we kissed, I couldn't kiss for a long time because look, yeah, you know, anyway, y'all know, you know, I couldn't kiss for a long time. I couldn't watch certain things. I couldn't go certain places and I had no apologies because I had been in captivity for so long that I did not want to be in that place again. I was tired of the cycle. I had broken the cycle and no one was going to take me backwards, even if it was somebody that I really liked. So I had to set those boundaries up for myself and those things allowed me to really have the best dating relationship that I ever had. You know, I don't, I'm not with him anymore. It didn't result in marriage, but I am, we both stepped away with dignity. I did. I, I don't know about him, but I stepped away with dignity knowing that I honored him, myself, and I honored my creator. That's so critical because 
I know sometimes, and I'm, I'm married, so I'm not dating. Uh, but no, but it's critical because you have, there's so many women I, I talk to and that I know that are taking those steps that you said that are taking control of their dating life and saying, you know, what, I'm going to set up boundaries. You ain't just going to run rush out all of my life and got me all my feelings in a bag and stuff. And then you just take the bag when you feel like you throw it in the trash and, yeah. you know, acting a fool with me. You, I'm not just going to let you do that, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, there's some that are taking the approach of, look, we're not going to have sex. We're going to date. I'm going to get to know you, the real you. I'm going to get to try to know the real you be you know, and I'm going to try to see if we can grow to that if we're supposed to be together, if it's a match or not. But what happens, um, because I know like there, there's some women who take that approach, right? And the guy is like, all right, cool. Yes, this is what I want to do too. I'm going to try to be a better man, be a better version of me. And three months go by and y'all dating and y'all done, you know, went picnicking and hell hands and, you know, did all the, the, the stuff outside of having sex. And then one day the guy tried, you know, one day somebody, tried, the guy tries it and the woman is really struggling with that. She really wants to honor God. She really wants to, and, and there might be some women who just are not doing it to try to honor God, but they're just looking like, look, I'd have been out of a relationship. And normally when I give up the goods, it kind of goes south from there, or I get taken advantage of, or whatever the case is. How do you respond to that kind of woman? Cause I'm pretty sure and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not trying to say that, you, you know, but I'm pretty sure you've been in that situation, especially when you first started this journey of sexual purity and setting up some def, definite goal, not goals, but boundaries in your dating. You came across men who at first appeared to be like, hey, I'm with it. Let's do this. You know, you about yeah. to be my next wife. And then three, three months, six months later, like, boo, you're going to be my wife anyway. So we might as well test ride the car and, you know, keep it going. How do you handle, what advice? Or words of encouragement would you give to that woman that is is facing that right now? And she finds herself single because of that. I would say I would rather stick to my goals than to betray them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to have a conversation. I'm not saying that guy who agreed in the beginning is not the guy. Because the longer you with each other and you grow fonder for each other, Somebody going to be slipping a hand somewhere or trying to, okay? And you have to have firm, like both of you have to be strong in that. And it may, over time, it's just like, oh, you know, <laughs> like you might get a little weak. So you have to do things to reinforce and fortify those boundaries and that commitment that you have and the commitment you have to each other. So if there is somebody up here who, who the guy, you feel like, okay, I'm side eyeing him because I know he just touched my, you know, whatever he touched or, or whatever he said that sounded a little sexual. You need to have a conversation with him. Make sure you always keep the communication open. Don't be afraid of saying something because when we're afraid of losing somebody, it's just not in a good place because what can happen, we're, we won't be in a good place because what will happen is we'll end up bowing to, you know, to the temptation because we don't want to, we're scared we're going to lose him. If we lose him, he was not the right person. If you lose him now, my gosh, you ain't got the ring yet, or maybe you do. But if you lose him now, he couldn't persevere with you through marriage anyway. Mm -hmm. 
or through a, a you know long-term relationship where you're holding your commitment because look there's a commitment when you get married there's a commitment level that is serious joy will tell you there is a commitment level and so if you can't commit early to protecting someone's dignity and their value honoring their values and establishing some yourself if you didn't come with them you now agree and you've said something you put your word on it that's what you wanted to do too I would just say, walk away and pray later. Walk away first and just take some time to seek the Lord. And I say, walk away first and pray later, pray all the way through. But sometimes we'll just pray and we'll be labor things. And what I'm saying is there may be a necessary breakup or pause so that you can recalibrate and figure out, okay, what's going on here? Is he really the guy for me? God is so faithful. He will coach you through. He will tell you that he's not the one. He will lead you. He'll pour wisdom into you. He'll have mercy on you. He will. He's so forgiving and loving and kind. He's teach. He's going to teach you along the way. And the quicker you remember that he is your safest place, he is your first love. He's not going to guide you wrong. And it will be better for you that way. And you will walk away a stronger person, not a weak person, not a beaten down person, not someone with regrets. You'll be like, you know what? It's just more important that I'm authentically who I'm supposed to be and that I stick with my values. That's why it's important to have values now while you're single, to set your deal breakers now, to write a few things down of what you want. I'm not saying a laundry list, but what you do want or don't want in your relationship. Maybe you need to write down from your past relationship what you didn't like, what you liked and what you didn't like to remind yourself of what you will not do because you did not like it in your last relationship. So once you just, you know, get back with the Lord who won't coach you wrong and wait for his direction. And you know what? You don't, like I said, you run first, you walk away first because you have enough wisdom to know where the traps are. If, especially if you've been through traps before, you know where the traps are. You know where your weak spots are, your weak places are. You know the things that you do that will get you so far off track. If you're that person and you have that wisdom already, sometimes the Lord won't say nothing because he'll be like, you already know. His silence is what's going to speak because you already know. I already knew that I was going to go downhill. I already knew I shouldn't have been spending all that time with those, you know, that guy. I already knew when he started unbuttoning my plant pants that we were going downhill and I had an opportunity to stop it, but I just let it go. Like what? No, I needed to fortify my commitment. I needed to remember my values. And that's what we talk about in the group coaching program. It's your values. It's the work that you do so that when you get into that relationship and that guy talks to you in that deep voice, hey, baby, you know, whatever it is that maybe he doesn't have a deep voice. Maybe he'd sound like a little bird. But when he talks, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. So whatever voice or whatever he does or whatever, you will stand strong. Because I, I remember one thing that I used to say is, it's no way in the world I'm going backwards. I'm not leaving the Lord for this person that I don't know what his intentions are. And I don't know what his intentions are in the future, what his intentions are in the future. I'm not leaving the Lord for another man. I'm not doing it. 
He's got to come along with me. He's got to give me the stamp of approval if I'm going to keep going with this guy. So one, this is something that someone told me. I feel it was so wise. She was like, keep going while the light is green and look for yellow and red lights and be willing to be cautious, be willing to stop when the light turns red, if it turns red, but stay tuned and connected with the Lord. That's some great words and wisdoms on how to set boundaries in relationship, especially if you're trying to remain sexually pure. And I know the importance of keeping yourself. Why is that so important to not allow sex to enter into dating relationships? That's a good question because some people feel like, well, that's, I mean, if we love each other, if we committed to each other, then why are we, why are we not going to? keep going, right? And not fulfill everything, you know, all we want to do with each other. Well, sex was not made for single people. And so single people having sex is dangerous. It's destructive. It's distracting it to the core. So one of the things is it at the very, it's the only, the Bible talks about it being the only sin, sexual sin is the only sin that is against our own body. It refers to that sex outside of marriage as sexual immorality. And so what it does, like when we're in a relationship and we've had sex with someone, it bonds us, it ties us, it binds us with someone that whose spirit is imprinted on ours. Like it is imprinted. And so think about a a piece of, two pieces of paper. A blue piece of paper represents the guy. A pink piece of paper represents the girl, and that is glued together and it dries, okay? Two pieces of construction paper. You can do this as an activity and do it with the kids too. When you glue those two pieces of paper together and you try to separate those pieces of paper, the blue is gonna have holes in it and it's gonna have pieces of pink on it and the pink will have holes in it and have pieces of blue on it. And so here you are, a single person, you're pink, you got blue, you got holes, you have heartbreak, you have mental images of things you all did together. You remember things, all of your senses are tied into this person, what you smell, you see, you hear, you taste, you touch, like all of that is stored in the memory in your brain. And that was never intended that would happen with someone who is not going to be your spouse. Like, you know, people talk about, well, you know, well, okay, I'm a pregnancy decision coach. I'm the client services director at a pregnancy center. I talk to people all the time who are pregnant, who don't expect to be pregnant. And they don't realize that they are entangled with someone who doesn't necessarily mean them well. As soon as they get pregnant, that person might be rolling out. Okay. There's something that disrupts the relationship. And Maybe one person wants to have a baby, one person doesn't. So then you're thinking about, you know, not having a baby or having a baby with somebody who hasn't, like you're committing, I heard somebody say this years ago, you're committing your child to someone who hasn't committed to you. You're committing your child to someone who hasn't committed to you. Because anybody who has sex can get pregnant. When you get pregnant, you don't want to be pregnant, then you're having an abortion possibly. Or you haven't, you're choosing to parent with someone who hasn't committed to you, or you get an STD, 
and you can't get rid of it. Maybe it's viral. Maybe it, it may or may not take your life, but it may impact your life and impact your future spouse's life. You can't put a condom around your heart. So your heart is now imprinted with this person, your memory of this person and potential heartbreak because the relationship will likely not continue. There's a, a high chance that it may not continue because you've given your everything to him. What does he have to wait on? Why does he need to marry you? Now, I'm not saying that people who have sex don't get married. They do. But I have heard from some of those people and they've said they wish if they could do it again, they would not do it because there's a distrust that is, is likely to happen in a marriage when you can't trust that the person would respect you and honor your, your values prior to marriage. Then what is he going to do? Is he going to have self-control in those other relationships? And so I advise people not to have sex before they get married, not even get to get close to it. And you can be able to see their flaws. You can be able to judge, is this a good relationship for me? Is he good for me? Does he really love me if he'll wait? Like somebody who will wait is a potential great partner. Just because he waits doesn't mean he is the one, but my gosh, that gets you over a hump, you know, if he's willing to love you enough to respect your boundaries and respect your values. This is so good. I mean, gosh, you know, I think back on dating and it's like some things you're like, I wish I would have waited or, but I loved him. You know, those moments where you go, but I, I love him. No, I love him. He's my everything. That's my boo. That's my bae. And, and I, I want to even for that sisters out here listening right now in podcast world, you know, don't, if you know, if you mess up, it's cool. Don't get so hard on yourself where you're like, gosh, God is not going to there's no redemption for me, or I messed up in my relationship. Even if you're in a relationship right now, and this is something that your heart truly wants, because the end goal, you want to be married. You want to be linked with somebody who God created for you to be with who you are today, but have the capacity to love the woman that you'll be in 20 years from now, have a conversation with your partner, have a conversation. It, it doesn't matter if you guys had already, you know, went there a couple of times, a few times or whatever, but if that's something that you are both willing to work at it, even for yourself, go back and have that conversation. And, and I definitely would, you know, Venetia has a incubator program that is, is for single women, no matter whatever stage you're at in your life. If you're young, if you're middle, if you're senior, you got your sage, you got life experience. Doesn't, it doesn't matter, but I would encourage anybody that's out here listening, listen, I tell my husband all the time, I laugh about it because I said, gosh, it's hard. It, it would be hard dating right now. And for both men and women, okay? This ain't just, I ain't leaving the brothers out, okay? For both men and women. Like if you out in these streets right now trying to date, I mean, you have so much to contend with. I, it was so funny because I'm married, and but I laughed because I was out. I think I was out grocery shopping somewhere. I don't know where I was out doing. I was out somewhere and this guy was trying to come up and talk to me. And I was like, okay, Joy, you still got it, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I told him, I said, you know, I'm married. And he was just like, oh, well, what's your FICA score? Hold up, wait a minute. And, and I kind of, and, and, and I was like, I had a laugh to my, I had to check the young buck, you know, because I'm like, first of all, you ain't got nothing for me, okay? We not even going there. But then you got to know to ask me what my FICA score is, who you living with? Like, you know, you live with your mama, you know, so you- exactly. 
Who you know, that? you know, but you know, guys call women gold diggers, but a lot of times men, these men out here now are, are looking for somebody to support them. And looking so for a cougar, a cougar. Okay. And so it's, it's hard on both men and women dating. This conversation is something that is necessary because there was a reason why back in the day they were like, you know, wait before marriage. There was a reason why back in the day that they had chaperones going on dates with you and things like that because it wasn't the end goal was marriage it wasn't like and then too it could be because people didn't live that long too as well but there was a reason why that because so when you get in a relationship and when you get into you say the i do's it becomes something that could sustain sickness it could become something that could sustain people's faults because everybody got faults and just because you say i don't mean the faults go away yeah. It could be something to sustain who you are and help you could to grow and learn who you are as a person and love yourself first so you can be able to love other people. Renisha, this conversation is so, I'm glad that we are having it. Can you tell the audience, the people that are listening a little bit about your incubator program? Because I think that's really going to help somebody, you know, somebody who's listening saying like, gosh, that sounds like me. Like I've been dating, I've been dating and I, I'm tired of, jumping in one relationship into another and now decided I'm going to be by myself, come back to know who I am as a woman, learn to love myself again, learn to put my hopes and dreams back on the forefront where I put them on the side for this relationship. Can you just talk about your incubator program very, just, you know, real briefly? Yeah. So like just tell incubator- them what it's about and what they're going to get from it, the benefits. Yeah. The incubator program takes you through activities as a group with other women. We even had a, a, a separated person in one of the programs that are groups that I ran, but it takes you through confession and forgiveness. And that activity is important because when you are confessing the things that have caused you pain, you're getting it out of your system. And you're also releasing people and releasing situations that you've been in that have contributed to your heartbreak. And then we talk about how important it is to know who we are, what we're supposed to be doing, setting healthy boundaries. I have a a dating boundaries checklist. As a matter of fact, it is on my website, vernishatuer.com. You can purchase that. And also, if you want to go through a coaching session with me and how to use that, you can certainly schedule that on the website as well. And so that dating boundaries checklist will tell you the things and the green lane, all those things that you can do that will help you get to know the person better. The yellow lane is the yellow zone is green zone, yellow zone, red zone, the red hot zone. The yellow zone is like, you know what, if you do these things, you better be really cautious. You better make sure you're surrounded around accountability. You better make sure that you are being prayed up and that because you could end up in that red hot zone. And that red hot zone is a place where all of us needs to stay away from. So it is also, we talk about how to fortify your commitment. What values do you need to set and how do you stick with that? You need to, you know, some of the examples that we talk about is stand in community with people, finding people who have done the work who are living um, in purity, who are living a lifestyle that uses these boundaries and dating and, and other resources like my book. You can go back through the group coaching program if you like, and, and that will help give you that support that you need. 
And there's some people who are in relationships now that need to come out. And so we have a Friday night live session where we come together and, and we have a little bit of party music and we talk about what we learned over time that week because you have lessons that you fill out every day. It is a 30-day workbook. And so you get this complimentary workbook along with the coaching program that is for you to work through and to go back through as well. And, and people are breaking free. People are recognizing who they are, what their gifts and talents are, and also healing from the past. All right. Well, you know, sis, listen, it's important. Like I said, this show is a no judgment zone. And some of these episodes I already told y'all are going to get a little spicy. They might, you might have to say, ouch, it's okay. <laughs> you got a tribe of women who got your back. Yeah. And, and listen, I don't want anybody on here to get offended. The, the whole goal, my heart's desire is that women will get connected to their purpose and whatever journey that is on their journey of womanhood so that they can go and be who God has created them to be and do what they supposed to be doing out here on this earth. All right. Yeah, so Vernisha, can you let the folks know how they could connect with you on social media? And yeah. if they want to sign up for your program where they can sign up at it and get involved there? Yeah, I just want to say before I give that information that Joy is right. This is no judgment zone. There's no condemnation. I don't want you to feel bad if you've messed up. I've messed up over and over and over again. I'm the master at messing up and I'm the master at dating the same person. They just look different. I'm the master of, of thinking that a guy can bring value and make me feel de desired and wanted. I now celebrate me and celebrate other women. And I want to walk alongside of you if you need to go through that healing process. You should never do that alone. And no woman should. And also our Facebook group, Stepping Into Purity and Beyond, is a way that you can connect with other women who have the same standards. And we can rally each other, rally around each other, celebrate each other, and learn more about how to live out an authentic life as a single woman. You can connect with us on Instagram at Stepping Into Purity. Also, my, my page on Facebook is Vernisha T. Ewer at Vernisha T. Ewer on Facebook, at Vernisha T. Ewer on Instagram. And I would love to connect with you regarding the 12-step incubator program. So please um, connect with me or DM me or whatever, and we can I can send you the link. Also, my website is www.VernishaTEur.com. And you can go there and find out more information about the program, our services, and our products. All right. And her information is going to be located in the show description. You can just click on it and, and then you follow, like, whatever you're going to do, join, and it'll be right there. Listen, y'all, my name is Joy Nichols. I am your sister host for Just Us Sisters podcast. You can connect with me on social media, on Facebook at J-O-I Hunter hyphen Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S. You can also connect with me on Instagram at joy, J-O-I underscore Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S. Also, you can follow our business page at count it all joy, count it all dot joy, J-O-I on Instagram. And y'all guess what? I finally made it to Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse, y'all. I'm on Clubhouse. <laughs> you can follow me at J-O-I Nichols 
N-I-C-H-O-L-S at the clubhouse. We're going to be doing some great conversations and things like that. Until the next time, you guys know how I always in every show. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter where you were at, what's going on in your life. If you woke up today knowing who you are and you're breathing, you got another opportunity and chance at life. And so I say to you, just count it all joy. Until the next time, I'll see you, sis. Bye. want to thank you all for rocking with your girl today please make sure to like review download and subscribe remember it's just us sisters here so be a part of the tribe and join us for our free purpose is greater than passion mastermind course never forget that the woman you see today is a reflection of your internal strength and eternal purpose and a whole lot of sisters that got your back whatever it is that you go through in life count it all joy Until the next time, see ya.